I think we were going to talk today about a subject that apparently is very dear to some of those blogging linguist members, and that is pets. Now, I gather, Sean, that you have some pets. I have three cats right now. (laughs) And I've had all of them since they were very young. The first one I had is a black short-haired female that I got in 1991 from a pet store in Bellingham. And she has been with me ever since every day. And uh, she's the boss of the house, not me, not anybody else. But she says goes. I get up when she wants me to go out. Get out. She everything is based around her needs. Uh, my second cat, uh, he's a uh, Himalayan cross. The reason I know he's a cross is because he's actually one of her kittens. <laughs> Telltale signs. Exactly. So a black cat, white cat, I don't know. So she was 15 and he's 13. And he just likes to be quiet and is on his own in the corner. She beats him up all the time. He's, he lives a very miserable life. she's his life. mother. And she's his mother. So he's lived with his mother all his life. <laughs> we'll never get away. <laughs> no. And then the youngest one is uh, Pasquale, which is... Uh, French Getting a little multicultural there. Yeah, French translated <laughs> yeah. for Pasquale. Right. Yeah. And she's six now. She's also fairly large, but she's not fat the way the other two are. She's just a large framed cat. Mm-hmm. She's uh, eternally a baby. She mews in her cute little way all the time and stares at you with big eyes. She, If you come close to her, she'll uh, push her head up to your lips so you kiss her on the head. <laughs> and she, she does whatever everybody else does after they're done. So if they're all eating... She'll eat, but if they want her food, she'll go out and wait until until they're done and come and get hers afterwards. So mm-hmm. there's a very clear hierarchical structure in that. That's good. Jill, do you have any pets at home? I do not, uh, and I think I'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> no. Um, I grew up off and on having cats um, because my stepdad is an avid animal lover, uh, never really wanted the responsibility of a dog. He worked all day. My mom worked all day. We were in school, and, and so they kind of never thought it was right to leave a dog alone all day. So we didn't have a dog, but we always had one or two cats. And, um, you know, they're fine. I don't really have a huge love for cats. I, I think I can look at them and think they're cute. Um I don't like animal hair on my clothes. I don't like animal hair on my furniture. I don't want them sleeping in my bed. I certainly don't want them waking me up. (laughs) And I found that that we always had to lock our cats in a different room at night because if we didn't, no matter what cat we had, they would stroll into somebody's bedroom at some point in the night and start licking or or doing something that would wake us up. So... um, so, you know, I have friends, they sleep with their cats, they like their cats in their bed and their blankets, and, and that's fine. Um, that's just really not my my thing. Um, and so, you know, I think I probably prefer cat- dogs to cats. You can actually kind of do more. You can go running with them or hiking, and um, they just seem to have a little bit more of a personality to me. So if I were to get an animal, I know they're a lot more work 
but I think I would prefer a dog. Um, and recently my mom actually did get a dog for my, my little sister who's just a teenager and still lives at home and she's always wanted a dog. So my mom did get one recently and just a little one. And uh, he's actually very cute and I was never a fan of little dogs before. I always thought they were quite yappy and, and you can't really do very much with them. But he's very good. He he doesn't he never barks and he's he's only six months old now, so he's he's just very well behaved and he's gone to a little doggy kindergarten, so he's quite well trained already and so I think yeah, dogs are my preference for sure. Well we had uh, we had a dog when the kids were young. And I uh I guess I had a lot of the work. Mm. Uh, he was a little puppy when we first got him, but he uh, ended up being quite large. <laughs> Cross between a uh, uh, Labrador Retriever and a Springer Spaniel. And uh, we actually kept him outside because he was pretty rambunctious. We could not train him. <laughs> he was an untrainable dog. I took him to obedience school, and whatever the other dogs eventually learned to do, he didn't. He did what he wanted. And, so he uh, just was not very intelligent? Or? I think he was extremely stupid. <laughs> extremely stupid. And, I mean, we used to, uh, when we lived, I remember we lived in Ottawa and uh, for a year, and we had him in the backyard. And we tied his leash to a clothesline, you know, the old mm. kind of clothesline, right? Mm. So the clothesline went across the whole backyard. So he could run the length of the clothesline because mm. he had the leash tied to it. And, of course, the wheels would spin and he'd go charging off. Right. Well... Squirrels knew exactly how long his leash was across the clothesline, right? The squirrels would run by him five times an hour. And every single time the squirrel ran by, our dog would chase that squirrel. Never, ever got close to the squirrel. Not a chance. Not a chance. But all day long he would chase. Well, that's how he got his exercise. That's how he got his exercise. But, no, he was a lot of trouble, and and he'd be out... um, you know, we leave him outside uh, in a covered sort of uh, carport, but he never stayed there. And so we, we gave him a fair length of leash, chain sort of thing, because if it were just a rope, he'd be gone, because he was a powerful, powerful, powerful dog. <clears throat> so, um, but we had trees back in the backyard, quite a few trees. So I would say every second night at three in the morning, mm-hmm. I'd hear this yelping and yowling, and I'd have to howling, and I'd have to go out into that pouring rain and somehow try to untie him from about four trees because we gave him a long, you know, long enough rope so that he could roam around. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we, he was uh, he was a lot of work and uh, trying to wash him, which was the kids' job when they were a little older. I mean, that was a lot of fun trying to get him, grab him, get him into the wash, <laughs> into the tub, soap him up, and of course, anyway. But uh, no, I mean, it, it was fun. It they was fun for the kids. Oh, do sure. Become part of the family. Oh yeah, they're a lot of work. It, uh, the do- dogs are a lot of work, and it's very difficult to travel anywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I mean. The kids loved the dog, and it was fun for the kids. And, mm-hmm. and how, old was he, how long did you have him for? Well, from until he died at the age of, I guess, uh, whatever he was, uh, 12 or 13. Oh, so a long time. Oh, yeah, very long time. And, I mean, like, garbage day. Mm-hmm. Like, he would get away, and he would come <laughs> back, you know, bloated from having eaten all the garbage. And, of course, looking guilty. Like, he knew. <laughs> You know, and he, he, he would, he could, he both would smile. He would smile. He could actually smile. Like when he was teasing, you were trying to get him back, 
His name was Tank, by the way. <laughs> and we say, Tank, come here, Tank, come here. And he kind of looked at you, knowing that he was just outside of range, and he would smile. <laughs> but when he came back from eating all the garbage, he had a guilty look on his face. Because he knew he had done bad. Mm. Plus, he knew he was about to get hit. Mm -hmm. So, maybe he felt the guilty look would somehow reduce the amount of punishment he was going to get. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, that's Tank. And so, you guys never had cats? No, never had cats. I, I, I have no use for cats. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, they leave their hair all over the oh, place. Yeah. When they want you, they come up to you and rub their, you know, back against you and, and purr and stuff. And they want to but, sit on your head. Well, that's right. And, and there's no... But otherwise, there's not much response. Like, they go on their own. You know, they yeah. do their own thing. Yeah. They're uh, pretty independent. Yeah. But every so often, they want to come and rub up against you. But, mm -hmm. uh, and leave behind a huge <laughs> patch of hair all over your work clothes. <laughs> I know. When I get ready for work and I'm wearing just a black, anything black, I'll, I'll be like, stay away from me. I got my clothes on now. She'll come to walk out yeah. to me. She's like, no, no, back, back. It's the last thing. Well, my, my girlfriend has two cats. She loves cats. And she's, the last thing she does before she heads out the door in the morning is get dressed. Very last thing she does because she knows that if she gets dressed any earlier, she'll be covered in hair by the time she tries to leave. Mm -hmm. And and I I just not into that much effort into something that requires me to put in that much more effort. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think if obviously if you're a real animal lover, a real cat lover, that's not a big deal to you. But um, because I'm not. But, you know, I think conventional pets like cats and dogs, I mean, that's fine. When I hear that people keep boa constrictors and uh, those kind of yeah. weird pets, I mean, I think that's uh, cruel. I, I have a, a close friend that had a boa constrictor, and uh, it's a girl that yeah. lived, lived on a farm. She had horses and cows and everything else and had her boa constrictor, and she took care of it meticulously. It was a wonderful pet. It was clean. It was yeah. slow. It could be, it could never run away. Right. And it would. She'd bring it out. She'd let it flow around her for a while, and then she'd put it back, and it would just sit there and do nothing. The, the reptiles are so slow. Their metabolism is so slow that you feed them once a month. Mm -hmm. You don't. Oh, really? Once yeah. a month? Yeah, you hardly yeah. feed them. You don't have to. The maintenance is very low. You just have to clean mm -hmm. their poop out once in a while, or whenever they, whenever they. Uh, shed that mm -hmm. you clean that out and that's it they're taken care of as long as you keep them warm I think uh, that, that most people who have pets like that or, or often we hear anyways on the news people have pets like that they're people who live you know in the city in an apartment or in a, trailer. In, a, in, a in a house with five kids and I think you know they're in a small little cage or whatever and I think that's very cruel and not mm -hmm. right and also you wonder you know if something like that gets out, I mean, it shouldn't, to me, it shouldn't, to my mind, it should not be in a home with little children, a right. big boa constrictor. It's not what we normally consider a domesticated, you know, mm -hmm. pet-like mm -hmm. animal, but... Mm -hmm. To each their own, I to guess. To each their own, yeah, <laughs> absolutely.